Hi, Chris. I love you, Christina. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> it's great to see you. Happy Tuesday. 2021. It is. It's another Tuesday. And it's a new year. Yeah. Happy 2021. And I'm so excited. Today, you have managed to recruit our next victim. It is Caroline. And I think that you can do probably a better introduction than that because you know her very well. I do know Caroline very well. Caroline is a friend of my family, a very close friend. Um, I, I can't think of a better way to, she is family. She's the, the, the family that we chose um, who, while we went to San Luis Obispo, her and her um, rescue pit bull Maddie moved to Austin, like half of Los Angeles did. And um, is that tongue in cheek? Not really. It just seems like a lot of people are just going elsewhere, but um, she's landed and, and I know she has some questions around um, what's home for her. So that'll be fun to explore. And she's like weighing real estate. And the reason I mentioned Austin is because of this state of impermanence that all of us seem to be swimming in over the last nine to 10 months. And I think there's some relevancy there for, for the audience. Um, Caroline has successfully started and built her own businesses. She now runs a boutique pharmaceutical product marketing company where she helps organizations take products to market. And she also with her um, partners do sales training for tech startups. And we've employed her at my uh, co company content stack to help us um, take things to market and to uh, improve our sales processes. So um, without further ado, Caroline, you want to, anything that I missed or you want to just dive in? Heck no, you've just covered it. I think you probably did a better job than I could have. Thank you. You're, you're amazing. But I would love to say thank you guys for having me. I'm excited to be on the podcast. So I appreciate the invite and uh, making the short list. Yeah. <laughs> this is quite a way to start 2021. And I think Chris made a great point that you know, we are all in such a state of transition. It's been such a really tough year and to start fresh and start new and to be able to do that with you guys is a real privilege. Mm. So. Well, I'm, I'm Likewise. vibrating like, uh, <laughs> like, <laughs> like I should have like Pence and Giuliani in front of me right now. So, um, we'll, we'll go in. So we went into your Akashic records before we started the podcast mm -hmm. and Christina, did you get any pings on the way in? Yeah, but very random pings. So I'm yeah. going to go ahead and tell them because obviously That's they're right for me. Yeah. <laughs> immediately I saw almost like video game characters and like those little squishies that you can buy from like Asia, you know, the ones like the stress balls, but they're really yeah. squishy. And then I saw um, you and a lot of people went up in pajamas, <laughs> <laughs> like onesies and like comfortable. And it's almost like pillow fight, but you guys became the marshmallow kind of like characters. That was your opening scene. I've never gotten anything like that, but there you go. Wow. So, and um, I got a big white candle, so not like a candle off in the distance, but it was very prominent, um, a tall, thin candle, not one of the like bigger ones, but it's a tall, thin white candle with a huge solid flame on top. So I'm, I'm really interested in exploring what that means. Um, but we'll turn it over to you, Caroline. Um, the floor is yours and fire away. Uh, real quick, I do have something. Um, so you said you have a pit bull now. Have you ever had a black, majestic, noble cat? No, I'm allergic to cats. So I've never had a cat. 
Okay. I had a rescue cat for like a nanosecond, which is how I found out that I was allergic to cats. <laughs> was it was it a black cat? Um, it was like a black and tan cat. But mostly black. Yes. Okay. Was it a male? No, it was a female. Okay. Then we're gonna move on because okay. I see a very majestic black cat. And I'm like, is I, in I, and I'm not getting if it's like a spirit or anything, but I don't know. I don't know if you connect with a very noble, majestic, domesticated black cat that's male named possibly Herbie. <laughs> no, seems like a great cat, but uh, not one that I know yet. At least not in this life. Mm -hmm. Or yet. <laughs> or yet. <laughs> All right, I now, Caroline. Wow, okay. Where do you want um, to take this session? You know, okay, so just first off the bat, I'm very intrigued by this candle. It gave me a very creepy feeling. Um, like when you first started describing it, I was like, am I going to die? Is this a grievance candle? Like what is coming out of this candle? Which was interesting because we had just left Christina's vision of me, like being in onesie and dancing around like a marshmallow, which incidentally is not out of the normal. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> I don't know what we're going to do with that yet, but, um, I would love to see if we can understand that candle a little bit more and why that comes forward. Um, yeah, let's maybe start there. So this candle has been burning for some time. It is not as if you pulled a candle out for like an advent calendar or because you're having um, a, a dinner and you're setting the table with new candles out of a package. This candle is, is not evil. It's not bad, and it's um, it's not a harbinger of things to come. It's a reminder that this light within you is solid. It's been there, and it's not in a hurry to go anywhere anytime soon. So these, okay, so these inclinations and intuitions that you've had, it seems like this candle or this flame is the center of it, right? So as I'm saying this, and then I'm, again, it's a metaphor for your soul or your spirit, right? If the soul doesn't resonate. And, and it just feels like the flame is not even like flickering. It's just stationary and subtle yet you know it's a flame and even in moments where you may feel a lack of direction or a lack of strength in your decision making or doubt or not feeling particularly assured about any one thing if I could take this image and just put it right there in the front of you, so you could just embody this solid, ancient candle and flame, and to know that it's always part of you and doesn't waver, it doesn't flicker, it's there. That's the message. And that was really an opening message, you know, and that tends to be like, and it comes back throughout throughout the, the work that we do together. But in this case, it's meant for me to convey to you 
that it's there, it's stable, it's strong, it's been there, it's not going anywhere. And it feels even more prominent than when you and I have done this type of work in the past, not that it ever showed up, but it's, it was at the forefront of like trust, right? So I think trusting that inner voice and in, in how you feel about something. And it's almost like it couldn't get any brighter or it would set you on fire, if that makes sense. Like it's there and it's prominent. So you may have the sense or a heightened sense of intuition that maybe you haven't had for some time. Um, and it's worth leaning into because it's there um, and it can be relied on. Does that make sense or resonate? It does, especially in the context of, of housing, right? So I just moved here. I'm obviously renting while I get the lay of the land. And I've been spending a lot of time in the last few weeks um, exploring different neighborhoods in Austin and figuring out where I would want to purchase a house. Um, and uh, Christina, I think, <laughs> maybe has some insight on that. Um, but I, you know, I think uh, one of the things I've been struggling with in the last two days has been um, you know, I'm very strongly pulling towards one particular area and I feel like it's the right place. It's where I'm supposed to be, but I don't feel like I've done finished doing all of my homework. And yet the market here moves so quickly that if I don't move on it soon, I may miss an opportunity to be in this particular community. Um, and so it's, it's interesting that intuition is the first thing comes up because that mm -hmm. tends to be where I'm gravitating towards at the moment. Okay. Do I just go for it? Cause it feels right. Or do I, do I do more homework? Christina? Yeah, that's so funny because when he was talking about the candle, I had things coming through and about the candle. And then um, I remember Chris said that you had some possible questions about places and where you're going next. And I wrote down Texas and I, I held on to it. And, and then while he's talking about the candle, I'm like, you know, Texas, I'm like, do I recommend that she does like what part of Texas they're like Austin. And I'm like, well, like Austin, Houston, Galveston kind of thing. They're like, no, 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 Austin. And I wrote down Austin, Texas. And then you're like, oh, I'm in Austin. I was like, oh, it's good. I didn't even know where you were. So that's, that's good. That's uh, I mean, good yeah. as in they want to talk about it. Great. Yes. I would love some guidance on that. Yes. Yep. So um, just a little bit about the candle the candle I got, of course, when you said, uh, I hope it's not like a foreshadowing of like a grievance or whatever. It's not, it's definitely very bright and it's hope. And mm. I definitely saw it lit just like Chris. And it's definitely just hope that things happen and things are going to happen when they're supposed to happen, where they're supposed to happen. And it's almost like burning in the background. So you can just like trust that you're not going to make, let's say a wrong decision. So it kind of takes a little pressure off of you, I hope. Hmm. Yeah. And I got more information about the opening scene, which is a tribe is very important for you. And that makes total sense. So it's like, once you establish where you are, find your tribe and then have those pajama nights where you guys all just look crazy with your big glasses on and you're eating popcorn and watching trash TV <laughs> and like, just like being ridiculous. And it, they're like, that is so important to her. And she needs to, you know, start doing that on a regular basis. If you're not already, um, to feel kind of centered and like yourself and grounded. There's like a magic in that kind of 
night at home with a bunch of people that you love. Not, not particularly girls. It could be anybody, but you know what I'm saying? Okay. So Austin, Texas, are you like in city proper? I am renting in the city proper and I am looking at communities to buy that are just outside of the city. Okay. Yeah. Because I mean, have you considered staying in city? Um, if I somehow make a lot more money than oh. I'm making right now. <laughs> I see. <laughs> I'm not saying it wouldn't happen, but I think um, financially it's probably not realistic for what so, I'm looking to be able to so, buy. Yeah. <laughs> so the, the message I'm getting is don't particularly get stuck on like Andy Griffith, Mayberry kind of towns. You definitely need almost like a college park kind of vibe. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking about? Like every area has got a college area where there's a lot of just things happening. And even if you're not in the electricity of it all the time, at least you live in the middle of it or mm-hmm. you can just walk out to it and have a drink and things. So I'm getting, don't seclude yourself so much. So if it's between somewhere that's kind of like populated and somewhere that's like just very, very borderline rural, go with the populated and go with, you know, a block I'm, I'm seeing like a block or two within walking distance of like some shopping or like a bar. I mean, shopping as in H-E-B or something like that. Cause I know H-E-B is in uh, Texas. Yeah. So, okay. Yep. Closer proximity to people is better. Yes. Got it. Okay. Would you agree with that? I'm curious. Yep. I would, (laughs) I would, it's funny that, uh, so there's one community that I still have yet to go and drive out to. It's South of the city. Um, it's further out into like the hill country and it looks amazing on paper. And my biggest concern about it is that it's just going to be too far away. Um, and then the other one is um, the community that I like is right near another little downtown area. That's got a little square and like little shops and restaurants. And it's not as busy as even Santa Monica was when I was living there, but it's got that vibe that you're talking about. Um, it's a, it's probably a little Mayberry, but <laughs> I mean, it's Texas, but what are you going to yeah. get? You know? yeah. <laughs> but I did love that it had like things going on, mm-hmm. right? So it was not just um, like your house and then Target and then your house. Yeah. I'm getting connection, connection, connection. So anywhere where that would be easier to foster connections with yeah. people and I'm getting, cause I'm getting like young people, but it's almost like you're not like young, young. But it's like you have that youngness about you and you definitely like do better with like people who are also very young at heart. I'm looking at you, Chris. Uh, Waiting for Chris to start laughing. I'm just (laughs) confirmation bias over here. And they're almost all younger than I am. Um, He also probably has great memories of us having a birthday party for one of them in the backyard where we all wore onesies and like hung out and like played board games and we're drinking around the fire pit. So yeah. it's very funny to me that these are things that are coming up for you, especially in the context of, you know, right. just Chris having witnessed a lot of this. Yes. Yeah. And just so you know, I, up until this point, I've never met you in my life. And right. the information I got tonight is the information that I got ever. Like, yeah. um, you know. And that's so. why I'm just staying silent on it because I think yeah. it's just fun. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. right. That's I'm really impressed that you've not started laughing, Chris, because I probably <laughs> would have if the roles were reversed. I see very the strain. spot on, Christina. It's very spot on. I see mm-hmm. the strain in his face, like. 
do it again, do it again. <laughs> <laughs> that's fantastic. So any questions around that, Caroline? Um, I think that's really helpful for me. Um, I don't know if this is too specific a question, but let's see what uh, everyone has to say about it. I am also debating between whether or not I would like to do a new build of a house or if I want to find something that is already in existence and wait and, and kind of hold out for something that exists. Okay. I got a strong answer on that one. So Christina, you go first. I got like a historic house of some sort and I'm blurry again. It's funny. So what I was getting out of that, what and it was really strong and really clear was by used. And, and something about buying a used house, right, which is funny, like I'm a used house salesman, <laughs> um, is that you're, you're kind of hacking the vibrational energy that already exists in that home and using that as a launching pad into community. And as opposed to going into a new construction where it's, um, it is a, a blank slate in a lot of ways, but even energetically, it doesn't have the, um, the patina or the accumulation of experiences inside of those walls. So by moving into a place or buying someplace that's already existed, you're kind of like adding 10, 15, 20, 50, 80 years worth of energy um, onto it. You can use that as a springboard and, and not have to necessarily worry unconsciously about filling that vacuum, right? It's, the house is going to just have a feel to it and a personality, um, much like you and much like Maddie and the dog and, and, and everything else, right? It'll just be a great place for you to build community. Christina? Yeah. Um, yeah, I got more historic and very similar to what he, he's saying. But like historic is in, you know, some, some house, a house with some, some history, some years behind it. I mean, I, I saw you in there and it's a little, like a little quirky space, but I also got kind of a warning to be like, if you're going to build, it's, it's kind of like you get really attached to it. And sometimes it cements you in life, mm. maybe particularly a person like yourself, it cements you a little bit in life where yes, it's nice to have roots. Yes. It's nice to own a house, but when you pour yourself into like a new house, there might be some attachment to it that might prevent you from moving forward in other areas if you wanted to move, mm -hmm. you know, or things like that. So I'm getting that you're pretty adaptable to moving around. So perhaps you do want to buy something like a little starter house, and then you'll learn a lot about what you like and yourself before you commit maybe later to really designing something or, you know, picking out a design to have built for you. Yeah. Okay. I think that's really helpful. Yeah. The launching pad thing kind of covers both sides of that. Right. So there's a springboard into your community, but a springboard and like into a, your next home as well. Mm -hmm. So much in a metaphor. <laughs> I remember when I first started doing this work, um, I was like, God, just tell me what you want me to tell this person. Like, no, why would I do that? <laughs> like, it's just, there's so much more in, in an image and a metaphor, right? Mm -hmm. Anyhow, what else you got, Caroline? Um, you know, I think we kind of touched a little bit on it, but about finding that community 
um, and starting to build that, that network here. Um, you know, it's something that's been particularly challenging, especially moving during a pandemic. And there's just, there's limited places to go and limited things to be able to do. And, you know, the, the usual ways that I would normally build community are not necessarily readily available right now. Um, I would tend to rely on gyms and social clubs and things that are not really feasible at the moment. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm curious to see what might be showing up for you guys on that. Mm. Yeah, as soon as you said challenging, I wrote down the word hard. Um, it is hard to build community, especially when you're new in town and then especially during these times, right? So, um, but I, I get like a new maybe way for you is to become a regular and I'm seeing like you visiting the same coffee shop and you're just starting to talk to people and get to know people and you're seeing the same people and, you know, and I'm getting that you're super outgoing. So you have no problems going up to people, even in the pandemic, you actually have to speak to people, especially if you've seen them before. So just that actually will do wonders I'm hearing, especially in Texas, because, and especially around your age, where and I don't mean to be so ageist, but like you, where you are in your life, <laughs> as far as maturity, maybe it's like it's harder as you get older, right? And this that's how you really start to uh form some bonds, but then those bonds actually spider web out to uh other things. So, like, even if you don't connect, you know, exactly well to a 16 year old barista it leads to other things just by being connected because you know they know your coffee order and you know the cashier at HEB with the with the cool hair and things like that so yep just just being uh, yourself and talkative and reaching out that way will will help a lot okay. so we know that it's challenging to move in a pandemic. I don't know who in their right mind would actually do that. Yeah, here we are. Caroline. <laughs> and Chris. And Chris. <laughs> and so I was trying to filter, you know, what I'm receiving and feeling versus my own experience. And my own experience is walking a dog in a circle which is 0.62 miles every lap I do around the neighborhood saying hi to the same people who wave every time Kingston and I walk by. So there's that. Like I'm, it's, I'm not at a loss for seeing people. Mm -hmm. What I saw was you going left instead of right. You zigging where maybe you've already developed a zag pattern and it's like, oh, come on, meatball, let's go this way. Or like, oh, you know what? I'm not going to go to this target. I'm going to go to the target on the other side of Austin. Or it's, so there's this one aspect of just exposing yourself to different people. And when you said the, the barista, Christina, I started smiling because it was as insignificant of a moment is that because I know that's not building community but what it is is keeping those muscles active mm -hmm. because even for outgoing people like yourself right you do tend to lose some of the nuances of like oh how do you actually greet someone when you can't hug them shake their hand smile at them right because we're all wearing some variation of a mask 
And how can you then communicate in a nonverbal way to that person in the other side of the mask? So there's that. And I know that still doesn't check the box because it's not a panacea, but there isn't any one answer um, that's going to satisfy any of us on how do we actually make friends um, during, during this particular moment. So the other option, of course, is to continue working on yourself. And this is where it can become very easy to not leave the house and to wear the same pair of sweatpants for days on end and to, eh, I'll just rinse out the coffee mug, uh, like that sort of a state, right? And that's happened to all of us and continues to happen. Um, so how do you break those patterns? And the relationship that you have with yourself, knowing, trusting, hoping that all will be well, even every indicator on the outside is that fuck if I know, right? I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. Um, what aspects of yourself do you feel like you can work on and clean up? So an exercise, when you greet the barista at, they have Starbucks in Texas, right? They do. Okay. I do I'm believe. just partially kidding. <laughs> Not everything runs through the HEB. Nope. Um, yep. Is to look for an aspect of yourself in that other person. So you may like, what can I discern from this person's experience by just looking into their eyes and knowing that I can see them, but they can't see themselves. The same is true for you. They can see this object of Caroline, but I can't see Caroline, meaning you know, I, I know how other people see Chris or I can hold up my phone and I can look in the mirror and see that. But all I have is this space here. So what do they see when they see me? And how can I then be a reflector of that person's experience while they're engaging with me? And you can do it in a nonverbal way, but it's to look for connection points as insignificant as they may seem with people uh, in a verbal and nonverbal ways. How are you? Right. And just being really genuine and authentic. Um, like, Hey, how's your day? Well, every day feels like Tuesday, doesn't it? Or which city did you move to Austin from in the last three months, you know, and just in having fun with it. And of course, using Maddie um, as a way to meet people, but this, I'm looking for some non obvious ways for you to do that. Um, is to understand that just about everyone that you're going to see is suffering from the same thing or suffering because they're around their families or because they have coworkers or that they didn't have that are five years old or whatever. Um, and just look for a way to connect with someone in a way that isn't as obvious as we would have done in the past. This is an opportunity to do that. Uh, and also to continue looking at areas inside of yourself that you can clean up that otherwise you may not because we frankly, and hopefully, may not get this opportunity um, to do so again, at least not you know, in our lifetimes, not in this way. For sure. I think That's I just rambled cool. there. But what, um, what questions do you have? No, I'm with you. I'm tracking. I think it's a skill. I mean, I think I noticed that even just the switch from corporate life where you're on airplanes and you're traveling and you're out and you're socializing mm -hmm. and you're hosting dinners. And then you go into uh, you know, a slower mode where you're not doing those things and those muscles and those skills decrease it's not as easy. It's not as fluid. It requires more thought and prep than it used to. So I think it's all fair feedback, especially after, you know, 10 months now of 
pandemic living where we're all of our circles are very small and we're not doing a lot of those things that we used to do. So any, one of the things that I've used to kind of combat this like neighborhood fatigue and this 0.62 miles of laps, you either go left or I go right is when people do stop and say hi, or they want to engage is to just stop and do that. Um, I don't go on walks with my phone anymore. I just use my watch because that gives me, then I'm, I'm forced to engage with whatever is presenting itself, be it, you know, the, the Hawks or the people or whatever. Um, and just knowing that that person, you might be the only person that they see that day that has a smile on their face. And that's something that you can do pretty easily. And you don't have to carry that responsibility, right? You don't, you're not trying to fix the world, but that does change your physiological experience and how you interact and notice how those interactions make you feel. Oh, why did I fumble over my words there? Why did I respond that way? Why did I say that I'm single? Like, cause things are going to come out of our mouths when we're social animals and we haven't, we're not really engaging with people in the way that we're accustomed to. It's like, why the fuck did I just say that? Or like, that was so weird. Like, how did that, how did that interaction, maybe that's just me. Um, it's like, I forget how to like interact with people and go straight for the jugular. I'm like, what do you do for your spiritual health? Right. Like just <laughs> not easing into that at all. Huh? <laughs> right. But you know, it's, there's it, noticing your reactions to those interactions, I think is going to be really important for you. Okay. So just to, yeah, everything you said, great. Uh, but just a, a one thing to add is I kept seeing you doing the MC hammer dance. <laughs> just like, go on, hammer, you know, like, and, wow. old school. and I was asking, was that how she should greet people? What are we doing here? You know, <laughs> <laughs> just go to the coffee shop and come on, hammer. No, um, Learn how to do that first. <laughs> that was, that was not the message. The message they want to hit home is you already have like a vibe about you that's a unique imprint on people that was that's mm -hmm. the whole thing so you know if and they chose your people <laughs> your guides everybody out there chose the metaphor of you mc hammering dance mc dance mc hammer dancing in the middle of a crowd mm -hmm. it's like you're unique okay. and uh they want to give you some encouragement and like a, a nod a nod to how unique and special you are and they don't want to be so cliche about it but just like you know I, they know that you do have some confidence about you and everything but they just want to say good job kiddo you just keep being you and yeah you're you're pretty unique and special and keep on trucking all right all of that is there any practical tips like if there's one thing that her crew could say, Caroline, try this. Would it actually be to wear MC Hammer pants into the uh, the Pete's coffee? Please say no, guys. Please say no. No. Oh, you would do it though. <laughs> you, would, you would fucking do it. It was, it was not ever, a recommendation. Please say no. <laughs> I know we're big on keeping Austin weird here, but yeah. uh, that might be the level of uh, <laughs> Yeah. No, uh, yeah, I... I it's definitely like no it is not a direct uh suggestion mm -hmm. it's it's more of a be yourself and have some fun like mm -hmm. even even just small interactions like within that just 
having a funness about you. I don't know. You don't have to like try to impress people, but it's just like, let your inner child, let yourself just, just shine through. It's almost like just envisioning that you're just like, hmm, yeah, this is, this is what it looks like. And this is how I'm going. You know, like that kind of energy is definitely a unique imprint that you have about you that you can leave on people. And I now know what you're getting for Christmas or your birthday is actually coming up. So we'll do that. <laughs> Hammer pants. Hammer. Hammer. Oh, Hammer. Yes. <laughs> you're going to have me back on the podcast after I get that, just so that you can like maybe put up a video of me dancing in the Starbucks. You may be the intro, right? If we go with something like what was recommended <laughs> yesterday, which involves dancing. Yeah, I mean, it'll be our intro. It's like, this is what happens when we coach people. And it's like you doing that MC Hammer and the Hammer Pants is like, you can have this too. <laughs> Welcome you to can. Soul Dive. All right. All right. What's next, Caroline McClellan? Those were my big questions. Um, but you know me, and I always like to leave some space for everyone to tell me what they think I need to know and what they think I need to hear. So I think I'm, a, I'm at that place, unless there's something else popping up for you guys that you want to dive deeper into. Hmm. Hmm. I'm getting expression, self-expression. You got some things to express and they want to encourage you to express them in different ways. Uh, whether or not be journaling, but I'm getting more of a, like an art thing. It's like, you're not particularly arty, but maybe you like have a wine night where you have some paint and you paint something, but, uh, and at first it'll feel kind of forced. Let's say that you're, oh, I'm making art tonight. Look at my macaroni thing. But then it's like, you know, art is actually kind of a key to the soul. Or why are you laughing? Okay, well, hold on, let me finish. Because <laughs> of just what I saw. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you saw my art. <laughs> I saw your heart. All right. Listen. Sorry. The art is not for other people. It's actually for you. And it is <sighs> a very unique way to express your soul. Because, I mean, it does, it, it, like, almost like art therapy, even, even if you were mm -hmm. thinking about having something like an art therapy class or a ther an art therapist, just something a little bit different than the way you've been kind of operating to express yourself. Because I'm getting, I mean, I don't see anything like big mental health wise, but I'm getting like just to work yourself out you know, just like if you were to go to a gym to express yourself in, in a different way than just talking to friends because you know sometimes with friends it's like everybody's just kind of waiting to talk you know you got friends who listen but really there you know it's just there's no one dedicated to listening so the art is kind of a forced audience even if nobody's watching you know because it's just mm -hmm. like you're just getting it out so I'm, I'm getting something like ex expressing yourself in different ways okay okay so that's and that's wonderful christina because it was just a riff on that and it had caroline with a bottle of wine and a, and a red dixie cup like a red red solo cup rather sorry and then there's another solo cup and the sign above the solo cup said this might be for you and it was empty so then as you're like out there in the middle of this park with this huge easel and just like doing this and just fiercely working on this. 
and I came around the other side and I just saw this yellow smiley face with the, with the, the two black eyes and then the, 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 the black line smile and people are walking by like, what the fuck? <laughs> She's working so hard on this like smiley face. Um, but it, it was this really interesting experience of like how you could almost gamify that. Right. So how do you then, um, so one, yes, then you're stepping into this essence of yourself, which is very playful. And it's like, you're, you're, you're a one person plus a, a four legged friend party. And then how do you then gamify that experience? So if it were like a paint and wine thing and you're still, you know, building community in Austin, what if you went to one, cause I'm sure there's like paint and wine things that they have in Austin that are typically open when we're not in a pandemic. So you could just go onto their followers and just in like, and find like three or find 10 that look like, you know, you might jive with them and say like, Hey, it's a scavenger hunt. Right. <laughs> and you could just like drop little clues in like four or five different places. So maybe you have a friend down there that can do this with you. So you're not completely alone and vulnerable. Um, but maybe just have someone else and you can like leave clues throughout different parts or art installations somewhere in Austin or places of note. And then they come find you in the park and they, and they bring a bottle of wine or something and they can set up six feet away and, and paint or something like that. So then there's an audience of people like on an Instagram following that would be into that sort of a thing. And you could just turn into a game with one of your, your pals down there and then just have fun with it. And if it doesn't work, you still have a friend down there that you can drink a bottle of wine with. So that was fun. Um, they did. We're not talking about family, right? You can. It's okay. fair. It's fine. Yep. Go ahead, Christina. No, I was going to bring up some sexual, sexual, sexuality issues, but we'll talk about that in a minute. I thought that might be where you're going, but go ahead. You go no, with your no, thing please. first. This no, is you first. You first. So I just want to check in on your brother and see how he's doing. He's good. Okay. Got him last week and we had just a really great visit. It was, um, you know, it's been a really long time since he and I have been in the same place at the same time. So just to be able to have yeah. some quality, like one-on-one -on -one time was really good. So one-on-one -on -one time feels really like I'm all judged up right now, feels really yeah. appropriate. And he needs that as much as you do. Right. Yep. And in yep. fact, his wife needs it as much as the two of you do. Right. Yeah. We were talking about that when we were all together. We're like, we got to do this more often. We're only an hour yeah. apart. So, yeah. yeah. So maybe, you know, maybe he becomes part of this first like scavenger hunt sort of thing if he's up for it, because you do need to meet people outside of that circle. Um, but he seems pretty solid from what I'm mm -hmm. getting. Right. And he's just kind of like upright and by himself, but not by himself. Like he's just, he's the focus of the, of the image and you bringing him into you building a life in Austin is going to be good for everyone. Love it. So back to the sexuality stuff, Christina. No, I, I don't know if you're open to that, <laughs> especially on a public podcast. And yeah. if not, then once we stop, um, then I will tell you the messages. Okay. But that's up to you, Caroline. Let's do it after. Got it. No problem. Cool, hmm. cool beans. That, that was the essence of what I got was with, um, with your brother and making him part of this. Um, I think he'll enjoy um one spending more and more time with you but helping you kind of get kickstarted down here and being close and you have lots of family which is important so you can use some of that natural jiving to um to support yourself 
and to use that as a platform to feel a little bit more emboldened to go out and make more friends. And then at some point the training wheels come off and you're going good spot. Yeah. Now, I, I'm, I don't know anything about your brother, but, um, or his situation or anything like that, but I'm getting the word relief around mm-hmm. whatever just happened between you guys on his end. There's a lot of like, oh. mm-hmm. and I see kind of like his feet on ground where it's now sprouting little roots into the ground, his feet. Um, yeah. Don't, don't know what that means, but, uh, you might, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I think both my brother and I spent a lot of time in the last year just trying to explore like where to be, where we can feel grounded, um, geographically speaking. Um, And, you know, he started a great new job and he is loving it. And there's been a lot of transition, even with the pandemic, as to where do you base out of? Um, Where does he need to be? Uh, And what does that look like? Um, And so at some point he was looking at maybe coming to LA just to have that connection Mm -hmm. to family. And then, you know, pandemic happened and moving happened and now I'm here. So I think it's also a little like, you know, there's been that, that ebb and flow for the last year as we were both trying to figure out where, um, and now that I am here, it probably feels a lot more grounding for him. Perfect. Be able to be here because now, now that family piece that he was looking for is local, Mm -hmm. you know, and you know, similarly for me, that was a big motivator for me being here is wanting to be close to family and be able to drive and see people in person, which was not feasible from California. Oh yeah. Yeah, Yeah, that's interesting that you saw Rooted because the last, when I spent time with your brother and he was like a miner, right? So he was on his hands and knees, like going through tunnels and I'm not sharing anything that I can't share. Um, So to see him in an upright, rooted, strong standing position where he was the center of it, although there was still like people and or trees behind or around him, I think it's pretty significant. So um, tell him I said hi. I will. I will. I'll be happy to know I got to chat with you guys. Yeah. So to that end, I'm good on my side. Christina, you're good on your side. Caroline, anything else? We can go check in one last time. No, this has been very helpful. Thank you, guys. I appreciate the chance to jump in here with you. Thanks for being on. Um, and before we part, because we're gonna, we'll hang on and we'll go through a couple of other things. Um, if you are interested um, in participating or being considered for a guest slot on the to be named podcast. Um, right now called the King and McCann podcast. Um, drop us a line. There's plenty of ways to get a hold of us. I think there's even a way to leave a message on Anchor. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have some spots opening up now in February. So we tend to do these every Tuesday or every Tuesday night, but we'll flex. And um, it's nice. It's just a great way to be able to help support each other. And I always feel better coming out of these things anyway, because the lessons are meant for everyone. Yeah, do it. I fully support that. <laughs> All right. Thanks again, Caroline. And um, we'll talk soon. Hang on while we do whatever Christina does on her side. Yeah. And I just want to say a public thank you to you, uh, Caroline, because I know it, it might be a little vulnerable on your part to come out here and like, you know, be, be our victim <laughs> in a good way. Uh, so I just want to thank you for coming and uh, for yourself and then for us as well. Yeah. Happy to be here. Thanks for having me. All right. Good night.